Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. Mahomes stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, Jake, welcome to the, the final edition of the 2021-2022 NFL season of the Jordan Jake podcast. The, the NFL season is officially over. And it's time for you and I to hit some much-needed off-season vacation time coming up. So although this isn't the last time people are going to hear from us, Jake, it is the last of our weekly shows. So uh, can you believe we made it? And uh, it's incredible that the NFL season is over. It definitely is. You know, it's a uh, – what a great season. What a, It seems like um, such a long season, but, you know – I, you and I were lucky enough to be a part of a Super Bowl uh, team, and you were lucky enough to be a part of the 15 team as the uh, sideline reporter. And there's nothing better than to make that run, and just the the amount of enthusiasm, and just the amount of it's like the adrenaline rush that you go on, and it starts in like December, you know, and it just kind of carries through, and it's like you blink, and it's like man, these last two two and a half months have flown by. It's a uh, it's such a rush, and then it all comes crashing down, either as a champion or the uh, or the Super Bowl loser. <laughs> and it's a, uh, it's like a wow. Okay, this is uh, it's it's finally over. But great football season. Um, you know, it was uh, playoffs were spectacular to say the least. And uh, hopefully, this uh, twenty two season can uh, maybe start the Panthers and leading in that direction and possibly participate in the uh, playoffs next year. That would be. Uh, that would be fun, wouldn't you think? That would that'd be a lot more fun than the way it's been the last two years for us Panther fans. But you never know. The Bengals, I tell you what, bud, they were they were a they were a number one pick team two years ago, and then they're in the Super Bowl. And I, I obviously want to hear your thoughts on the game. Twenty three twenty, good game, came down to the wire. Which model, though, it was so interesting watching the two different models of the franchises, Rams model and the Bengals. You know, the Rams went out and they got every free agent. They got anybody that, that they thought could help them now, win now mode. They don't have a first-round draft pick for a million years. They traded them all away. And then you got the Bengals that, you know, kind of built through the draft, a lot, a lot uh, lesser-known players on their team. But both models got those teams to the Super Bowl. So – what do you think the Panthers can kind of learn from the two different ways that these teams have built their teams uh, to get to Super Bowl championship? And how far away is it for us as Carolina Panthers, Jake? That's a great question, Jordan. I think first and foremost, uh, what jumps off the page to you is both quarterbacks. You know, Joe Burrow, uh, number one overall pick, um, came in, played some as a rookie, then had the terrible injury and then came back and just kind of his swagger and his demeanor uh, for that football team and and certainly they built through the draft getting Jamar Chase that was I, I, I don't want to say that was criticized but people thought about oh you got to protect him uh, but they took uh, Jamar Chase who listen I've said it I, I haven't seen anybody kind of like him since Steve Smith to be quite honest I just think his catch radius is very similar to Steve's and his start stop that's the thing that I think what makes him so great, he's so explosive. And that, that's what Steve, the greatness of Steve was the explosiveness um, 
that Steve had to go along with his catch radius and how he could catch the football and body control. So they built through the draft. They did add some pieces in free agency that really helped uh, some really true high character guys. And on the Rams, they went star power and trade away all their picks. And <laughs> but the, the issue is not the issue. The good problem is their stars are so powerful that it makes it that much better. And a true example of that is the fourth quarter, or should I say the last drive? There's no doubt in the coach to quarterback communication system, Sean McFay would say, hey, Matthew, uh, here's the personnel, uh, whatever it may be. So it's, you know, 11 personnel. Here's the play. Oh, yeah, throw it to Cooper Cup. I, I mean, like that's, that had to have been the, uh, the instructions on the last drive. It doesn't matter what it is, throw it to Cooper Cup. Uh, and sure enough, they went down the field and they got that touchdown. And in the last drive, hey, Aaron Donald, you're the best player we've seen in the last seven to eight years. Um, hey, why don't you make a play? And sure enough, the third and fourth down, he makes the two plays to to seal the win. So some powerful, powerful stars on the Rams um, that kind of enabled them and came through in the end. And on the on the flip side, you have Cincinnati, who built through the draft, uh, had the number one pick two years ago, and, you know, they, they were there. So um, I think there's different ways to do it. Uh, but ultimately, I think it, it comes down to you have to have solid quarterback play. I think that obviously gives you the, uh, the, the, the biggest leg up on the competition in that regard. All right, so since we're going to be on a little bit of a break, you'll hear from us again probably around draft time. We might miss free agency. Let's talk about that. You got You just said, obviously, you have to have solid quarterback play. And Joe Burrow impressed me so much, Jake. To be a second-year quarterback and your first year ended in a knee injury, to have to go through that whole mental process, you've done major injury rehab and recovery and to still believe in yourself and the next year do what he did, man, I think the sky's the limit for that guy. That being said, our quarterback situation, we got Sam Darnold, uh, new offensive coordinator, a lot of questions to fill. I'll speak, I'll speak to the O-line, all right? So I think there, there's, there's some talent that's coming up in free agency on the offensive line, okay? And, I, and who knows if these guys will even get out of, their own, out of their own building. They might get signed before free agency begins. In all likelihood, they will. But let's just pretend that the free agents hit the market. So the top two tackles, Teron Armstead, Orlando Brown Jr. So Armstead's a little bit older guy, over 30. Talented player, consistent pass rusher, professional, been in been with Sean Payton and Drew Brees his entire career until you know last year when Drew was gone. I I love I love him as a player. I think that would be an awesome signing for us. Orlando Brown Jr. I, I don't know how the Chiefs would let him go. Uh, young guy, tons of upside, huge, huge guy, awesome pedigree. His dad was an amazing player as well. But then also a little bit further down the free agency list, you got Ryan Jensen and Brandon Sheriff, interior guys, nasty. You know, they're around 30, a little over 30, but guys that I think could make a difference as well, Jake. So here's the thing. Free agency starts in March, right? Around March 16th, I believe, is the date. The draft isn't until April. So protection's key, and you said it. You know, you got to have quarterback play, and, and the jury's still out on Sam. Right? I, I think in the right system, he could do a great job. He started this season out, and we all thought we'd, you know, we'd hit a home run. And as the way the season went, he had an injury, Joe Brady left. I mean, a lot of things went sideways. 
But I think if the Panthers could secure some O-line help in free agency, I know it's going to cost a lot of money. Those tackles I mentioned, they're probably going to be $20 million a year, Jake. It's incredible. But that's the price you got to pay. It would be a huge start for us if we were able to shore up some spot on the O-line with veteran help. Rams model, I'm all in on that for O-line help. Because, Jake, we get to the draft, there's three good tackles at the top of the draft. But some of the mock drafts, they're gone by the time we pick sixth. Then what are we going to do? Like, we can't be sitting here a year from now saying, man, this offseason, we sure got to shore up that O-line. It, it, it would just be foolish. I don't know, Jake. Where are you at on this? Yeah, Jordan, I'm like you. I think the biggest thing, I, I just truly believe in the NFL. If you can have both, if you don't have that, that marquee, that premier quarterback, you've got to win the line of scrimmage, both sides of the line of scrimmage. I think we've done a good job of starting to get some of the defensive help, uh, defensive line and things of that nature. I, I truly believe we, we, we need to shore up that offensive line. I'm a big believer in McCaffrey. I, I just, I'm bullish on that. I just think it's been kind of some freak, somewhat type injuries. Um, so I just think we have that star. I loved what Chuba Hubbard did. I really and truly did. I thought what Chuba did this year was fantastic where we picked him in the draft and I think that can that can help I still like our weapons would love to see a um and just this is just me speaking quarterback wise I'd love to see some type of pass catching tight end I I like that um as a quarterback's best friend I, I truly believe in that but yeah shore up that offensive line get a couple of pieces there be it free agency be it draft and we'll see how free agency plays out and that can give us some leeway in the draft on what we want to do because we have one pick, you know, early on, the top 100-some picks. We have the sixth overall pick. So you got to attack free agency, I think, in my opinion. You attack that, and then you kind of let the draft play from there. So, you know, what if we do get a tackle in free agency? And then you're sitting there, and there's a team that wants to come up and, and trade with us. If And then do we kind of drop back a little bit and then acquire a pick or two, and then we can add some more of that interior along the way. But I, I truly believe we need we need some help up front. Uh, Matt Rule, I think he has said it. I believe 33 was his number. He loves running the ball 33 times. Um, and I think McAdoo in that system, and I love the marriage of Campen, uh, the offensive line coach with Mac, McAdoo. They worked together for years. That's the same family of, um, of offensive football in that west coast type of system so i really like that that marriage together um so i'm i'm big believer in that jordan i think you are too if you can kind of run that football and and control some of that clock um and limit possessions in the national football league and i think it gives co the confidence to the to the defense but it gives confidence to the quarterback and the rest of the football team if you can get some of that nastiness up front all right so how are we going to get a premier free agent O-lineman to come to Carolina. All right. Well, so here, let, right, let's paint. Go ahead. Let's paint. Yeah, let's paint this picture. All right. So here's the thing. Anybody's free agent is thinking about two things, winning and money. And, and who knows which order that is in. Depends on the player, right? So it's not as if we're a million miles away from winning, but – it has been two seasons that are not overly sexy if you're a free agent, right? So you we need to put together like a Alabama football level recruiting trip for some of these alignment, Jake. We got to have 
we got to have a pet band when they hop off the plane. We got to take them straight to the new facility being built in Rock Hill and give them a tour. We got to have fine dining. We got to have James Campen talking about all the pro bowlers that he coached when he was with Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers needs to call and say how great of friends he is with Campen. And he's an excellent coach. And then we got to, Dave Tepper needs to accidentally drop a briefcase full of money just to show how much we're willing to spend on these guys. My point is, and I'm having fun with it, but my point is we're going to have to recruit. We're going to have to talk somebody into taking a believing in the mission of Matt rule and David Tepper and where this organization is headed. Because frankly, Jake, the O-line got picked on this year in media and, and, in-house, out-of-house, you know, nationally. It's not a place where people are going to know, hey, I'm going to plug right in and everything's rolling. It's, it's, it's a rebuild happening on that O-line. I like your thought process. My, my whole deal was, hey, whenever they land at Charlotte Douglas, um, I am driving to Rock Hill. And I am showing them because, in my opinion, you're going to land on a beautiful sunny day with no clouds in the sky and beautiful Charlotte. You're going to see the, the skyline of the, uh, the city and you're going to drive to Rock Hill. You're going to show this state-of-the-art facility that will be uh, finished up soon. Um, and then you just sell them on the fact that, hey, we're not that far away. We need you to help us turn this around. We want you to be a part of it. Now, don't get me wrong. Players, they're looking out for themselves. The almighty dollar speaks very loudly, to say the least. And yes, you don't want to say, oh, just pay whatever, but as, as well as we can manage, let's kind of get one or two guys to come in and help us. Because I just think if you get a couple of guys up front um, to add with, with Taylor Moden, I think Brady Christensen so, showed some things. Um, I, I think we can help turn this around fairly quickly. And, and look, go back to it. We had some chances in games this year. There's no reason we should have lost to Philadelphia, to be very honest. I even go back to the New England game. We're driving in that third quarter. This is a tight football game. We had missed some opportunities, and we're driving in that game. And unfortunately, we had a, a, a pretty rough pick six and where we're inside <laughs> the 20-yard line. And we're there. You know, that play is being made. We're there. And, and, and listen, it comes out after that, you know, Sam had a kind of a crack in his shoulder. You know, so if we make that play, I don't know what happens there. And then you go to the Washington game. I just think we had some chances to have a, you know, a better season. And Jordan, you, we've been there. Once it gets rolling a little bit in your favor, sometimes those bounces start going your way. Those calls start going your way. Those tips start going your way. Um, and then we can get on a roll and then you just kind of, kind of go from there. I just, I believe in that. I've seen it happen. Uh, I've been parts of uh, part of that. I just I believe in it wholeheartedly. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wait and see, Jake. Uh, we're a long ways away from next season, and there's a lot of fun anticipation between now and then. Um, I have some personal news I'd like to discuss, if you don't mind. It, you probably can tell my voice is a little a little hoarse today, and I apologize to our listeners. Uh, I'm sad to say, Jake, my JV basketball season came to an end last night. So we had a, I know, I know. We were the number two seed coming out of the regular season. We hosted a district conference game against the Homedale Trojans, who just beat us Friday night at their place by 23 points. And we had to play them again on Monday. Okay. 
So I we we were in at a we away game on Friday, lost by twenty three, just got destroyed against a team that we'd beaten earlier in the season by about ten. How about this? I had to call an emergency six a.m. Saturday practice, a get right practice, Jake. And it shook up the team a little bit because people didn't want to get up that early on a Saturday. But that's what we needed to do due to scheduling conflicts. We regrouped, made a new game plan. Last night, winner go home, lost by three points. So my so, voice is quite sore because I was coaching my butt off. Was the effort and intensity there last night by the players? Ah, winning performance. Winning so, performance. One, I, I don't know. I'm I'm always big on some certain life lessons. I think those kids understand that, hey, the mindset was right. We came in with a different mindset. We played a whole lot better. That's, that, listen, you can have all the talent in the world, but you can't coach hustle. You can't coach want to. They've got to want it. You know, play it. And, and when you realize that when you have that, I don't know, just that inside of you, the, the greater purpose of being there than the other team, it makes such a difference. And I just think that is all mindset-driven in, in athletes. Well, you can, you can yell hard to get more hustle, proof being my voice sounds like this right now. So I did give everything I had on the sideline. But, Jake, I'm looking at these kids when we got done, and I'm going to segue to one to something else right after this. But when we got done that season and you look at these 15, 16, you know, I think that that's all we have, 15, 16-year-olds on this JV team. And you see how much growth they made. And, like, man, to know that you were a part of just such an important time in their lives, high school athletics and what you can do for them. I was, I was full-on emotional in the locker room. It's like we just lost the Super Bowl. Maybe not that bad, but pretty bad. Well, I, I was really emotional, Jake. It was tough. Well, I'm sure if they understood the growth that they've made and a lot of them can truly understand that and see that, hey, time, effort, energy, and you focus in on that. And yes, this is high school sports. So you have your grades, you have your you know, family life, you have your social life and all that. But like anything in life, that's what I just love so much about sports is you put in the work and the discipline. And yes, it's it's hard, but. You know, Jordan, it's like I'm on a, trying to give a speech here, but the pain, the pain of discipline so much to me outweighs the, the, the pain of regret. Regret is the worst thing in the world. If you regret that you, you didn't do anything, you didn't try to make yourself better, put in the extra time and effort. And the pain of di discipline, I just think that is such a greater pain than the pain of regret. Uh, you're exactly more, right. More, so more re rewarding. I know. That's what my wife said last night when I was ruining our Valentine's Day because I was sad about the loss. That's the exact same thing she said. So you, you and her are both on the same page. But now today, all right, I need, I need some more advice. And you're, you're dishing it out. You're, you said you're giving a speech, and I like it. I like your tone today. <clears throat> I'm heading now to be on the committee, the hiring committee for the next high school football coach at my high school, which I am not throwing my name into. What what, 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 how, what is a high school football coach? What, like, what does that role encompass, right? I know obviously you want to win and all that stuff, but what, what an important part of the culture of a high school or a community is the, is the high school football coach. What are you looking for in that spot, Jake? And if there's any high school football coaches listening to this, like what are the most important things with all your experience in football and everything that you've been a part of? What are the things 
that are the most important characteristics for that individual to possess? I truly believe this in the bottom of my heart. X and O, X and O is all you want. Yeah, whatever. We just we just witnessed the Super Bowl end. It wasn't X's and O's. It was Jimmy's and Joe's. They had two guys that made plays when 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 they needed to needed to make plays. Okay, players play, coaches coach, yada yada yada. I just believe you have to be a leader of men at any level of sports, a leader of men, a leader of women, whatever it may be. They've got to believe that. You're going to do anything and everything in your in your power to make them one a better person, two a better player. And if they believe that you're not going to put them in a situation, or shouldn't say put them in a situation where they can't succeed, I mean that that's just my belief. My high school coach, I'm still very good friends with him to this day. Not not because he was a damn good football coach, he was a better man. He was a better man than he was a football coach, and that had more of an impact on my life than anything else. And I just believe that. I mean, if they show you the way and not just talk about it, not just be some, you know, used car salesman. I want this guy to live it, to show me, to be, to let me, let me know that he cares and yeah, work my, work my tail off, you know, demand out of me, but like demand and make me better and show me how, and this is how we're going to do it. But I just believe you've got to be a leader of men. I, I, I believe that in the bottom of my heart, I played on the NFL team that, Listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. This certain coach was not a leader of men in in the least bit. He was more worried about himself and more worried about what the media thought of him and wanted to be more friends with the guys. And, you know, he said one thing that one guy and then kind of backstab him uh, to somebody else. I just I don't believe in that. You you have to be real. I I just and, and I'll go back and and I'll sing Coach Fox's praises. John Fox was a leader of men. He was, he was a man and uh, he was a man because he would tell us, I, I can hear his voice. Hey, listen, we're going to make the right decision for the team. And if we got to bench somebody to put somebody else in, hey, come meet with me. Come talk to me. I will show you why. I will tell you why. I'm not going to play mind games with you because that's so childish. I just think that's, to me, that's just childish. I'm going to show you why and I'm going to tell you how to earn your spot back and if you if you if you like it and accept it, then great. And if you don't, then I can't help you. And I just think that's where Fox was great. And um, I've been around a lot of coaches like him, lucky enough in my life that that's how they led, and that those are our better teams. All right. Well, I'll take that. I'm just going to write down what you just said, and I'm going to play that, or I'm going to read but, that for the selection committee, and that'll be the criteria. Because but not I, only that, I, Joe, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got to lead men, but like, what's your plan? Are we going to be, you know, like, give me, give me your plan. Are we going to be detailed? Are we going to be organized? How much, I mean, look, knowledge is power. How much knowledge are you going to give us and demand from us and work with us and, 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 and define the expectation. I mean, just define the expectation and let's work towards it. I'm getting fired up, Jordan. I know you are. I'm going to, you should just fly out here and hang out with me for the day and you can get the job done for us. So, but the, the bad news is Jake, that's it on time. Okay, so now you're I'm I'm launching you into off season mode. And by the next time I talk to you on this podcast, it could be four to eight weeks from now. Who knows? You're going to have so much football built up in you. I'm just going to say, hey, Jake, all right, ready, set, go. And we're going to hit record. You're going to talk for the whole time and then I'll I'll sign us off. All right. Okay, sounds good. But I'm finishing (laughs) with something, Jordan. I'm sorry. Okay, you're in charge. Uh, All right. So we all know the great Sam Mills. 
was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I, I was never more happy when I watched that live last Thursday night to see Sam uh, have his name announced. And everybody has their stories. And I was, I was only around Sam from the 03 season. And, you know, he passed away in early uh, 05. So I was around him, not as much as most people in Carolina. But I had a history with him, and he didn't know it. But I was such a fan growing up in, obviously, in Louisiana. You follow the Saints or the Dome Patrol and the field, field models. That was Sam Mills. And so I knew who he was. So when I got to Carolina, and he's in the workout room, lifting in the offseason in March and April, I, like, I was more in awe, not of him as the coach, but it was, that was Sam Mills. That's the, that's the Dome Patrol poster I had in my room. Like, that's him. And then we all know what, what happened. He gets diagnosed with cancer. And I'm, I'm going to tell one quick story. So it's during that season, he's getting chemo, he's getting radiation, he's still coaching, and just the respect you have for him. We played Dallas the week before Thanksgiving of that season, and we lost in Dallas. And I didn't play particularly well. As a team, we did not. I got beat up pretty good. It was a, the old AstroTurf, bodies hurting. So you come in on the Wednesday morning, um, the start of our so-called, you know, our work week. Um, and bodies still kind of hurting. It's starting, the weather's starting to change in Carolina. And we have that walk from the weight room to the practice field. And it's a nice walk. So I come out and body's hurting. Shoulders are kind of burning a little bit just from, you know, the AstroTurf, some of the hits and processing the game plan. And I'm walking out to the field. And here comes jo running on the side of me and slapping me on the button. It's Sam Mills. All right, Big Jake, let's see if we can go get better this week. See if we can go get us one. And he keeps on running to the field. And he's running to the field because he's going to run his 16 110s before practice started. And as I'm walking, I'm sitting there and I'm like, here I am. I'm 28 years old. I'm a quarterback in the National Football League. And I'm feeling sorry for myself because I didn't play particularly well. My body's kind of hurting. I'm processing a new game plan. And here's a man that's we all, everyone knew it was terminal. This is a man dying of cancer. And this is a man that's coaching when he doesn't need to be coaching. And he's running out to the field to go run 16 110s because that's who he is. And then he's going to coach his butt off. And I, and I never – that had one of the most profound impacts on me on my life because, yeah, I worked hard and I never tried to take the blame. I always tried to take the blame and wanted to swallow the sword for the team. But I saw it living and breathing right in front of me. And that was one of the most profound impacts I've ever had on myself uh, that, that's ever had on, on me was watching him. And I, I was always in awe of him. But at that point, it just went to a new level. And that, that's something that he lived it. He didn't just talk about it. I mean, he lived it. And then certainly the keep pounding speech, which I'm sorry. I mean, this keep pounding, I mean, that's alive and that's alive and well. And that should never, ever go away. And, you know, I, I just think we talk about recruiting, uh, getting free agents in. That needs to be part of the recruiting that because that is Carolina. That is the Panthers. It is keep pounding. And I, I just believe that from the bottom of my heart. Well, well right. said. And, I'm, and, no, I'm glad you I'm glad you did that, Jake. And and we could go on and on about Sam Mills and, and obviously congrats to him in the Hall of Fame induction. Long time coming. Way to go. Uh, Jake, that's all we got, though. I'm signing off. Jordan Jake podcast. Final episode of the 21-22 season and we'll see everybody in the off season we'll see everybody in the off season and thanks again to ortho carolina for sponsor sponsoring this hall of fame podcast that we have here <laughs> called jordan and jake
Hall of Honor, at least. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Wow. <laughs>